Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake has some family time. Chuck gets ever closer to setting up his studio. And we have a heap of Pokemon uh, to talk about today. How are we doing, Chuck? (laughs) (laughs) What's up? What's Uh, going on? I am am closing in. no one can see because we are audio form only. Right. But I, I'm, I am prepped. I have my empty space for putting up Pokemon stuff now. So now it's kind of like I'm at the decoration stage. I have to yes. figure out what I'm doing. I can't I wait. Got some art to hang up. I got some plushies at NIC to set out. Got places for everything. I'm just figuring out what I want to do, and then hopefully, once it's done, studio will be at back up and running, and we can see. You can see my face via live. We can go live again. We can go live again. We can have good backdrops on both ends. I still got to get my lighting ready. Something up with my lighting down here in the basement. I have plenty of like uh, what can lights, plenty of backlights. I, it just just still is, feels too dark and it doesn't feel like vibrant, like in the like shelving that I have. Sometimes it's hard to see what, what I have there. So I got to figure that out. I'm going to have to figure that out myself. I know I have plenty of light that you can see me, mm-hmm. but uh, it, uh, it might not be the right color. So I have to, might have to get some other lights as well. I got a couple things still working out where I'm setting lights on the desk and stuff. But yeah, um, like I said, it's like finishing touches almost. Now. Ever, ever closer. Did you open all the boxes after the move? Yeah, most, most of the boxes are been opened and put away. Uh, I have three boxes I have to basically put away sitting over here. And I have a, what you can't see is a pile of Pokemon stuff right around me in this desk area. Right. Because I had a, basically a month's worth of purchases of Pokemon cards, an Astral Radiance set release, like all the booster boxes. Nothing organized. Unorganized. <laughs> Never organized. That's such a Chuck and, uh, move. <laughs> you want to see, this is my pile of unorganized cards that I need to organize, which is not even a full handful. Uh, that's all I got to do organize right now. I'm trying to keep it up, uh, up in, you know, current. I, yeah, I had to go through that. It was like, uh, like a, a Fourth of July weekend activity for me. Mm-hmm. I had to go through and organize all that because, uh, because of the way we moved, the way it was timed out, it was Pokemon stuff was everywhere and all over the place. I finally got it all in place. Yeah. Now yeah. I get to tear it all apart again because it of the timing of the timing of the meta. Yep. But that's enough about my studio setup. <laughs> how is how is your week? Ah, my week was nice. Uh, I mean, I started my weekend uh, by going to locals like I do every Thursday since I have Fridays off. Um, so that was nice. Um, was just trying to play a fun deck. Was I, think I was playing Malamar. Um, you know, I think I went two and two, nothing too special. Um, and then I kind of just took a break for the rest of the week. Um, to this point uh, as a recording and we're actually recording later than we normally do um, as Tuesday right now um, the night before just because of 4th of July weekend Um, so the rest of the weekend I really didn't play any Pokemon I kind of just took the time to spend with the family Uh, we didn't do a whole lot uh, crazy we did go bowling and we went to the dog park a couple times brought out our dog um, tried a couple different ones out so it was fun seeing him get to run around and my you know my son getting to run around with uh, all the random fun dogs that were at the dog park um other than that just you know some quality family time watch some movies um this that and everything uh but getting back into pokemon today after work um i did play a few games 
Um, trying out some fun decks. We'll talk about, you know, uh, the meta and, and, you know, the off season for players like us, uh, you know, later on in the podcast, but kind of just starting that um, and then, you know, maybe getting the deck ready for this week at locals and see kind of how that goes. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to try to stay away from uh, Arceus and Palkia this week. Not that they're bad decks because they're great decks um, and they're a lot of fun to play, but I don't want to get uh, meta burnt out. Yeah, especially when we're on the off season. So I want to be able to, you know, play a bunch of different decks. Uh, decks are still thoughtful um, in, in a lot of decision making, uh, but maybe not necessarily A tier, top tier kind of decks. So I have a few decks in mind, um, you know, in the next few weeks that I want to get some good testing in um, and just kind of see how they go and and just have fun with it. Since, you know, we are on that off season, I don't want to stop playing, uh, but I also don't want to be super serious either. Um, so just, you know, Try, it's kind of like that off-season workout kind of thing. So still keeping myself fresh, um, but, uh, you know, uh, playing different decks. Yeah, I hear you. I'm with you on that, too, uh, with the off-season. Um, uh, as I said, I had – I got a lot of my meta decks tore apart. I'm just rethinking uh, what I want to play myself, and, and I'm going to go from there. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it later as well. Right. Um, so – yeah, it doesn't mean I won't play Palkia, you know, maybe once a month or something like that, just because because the deck is fun. Um, and playing that Irita combination is is pretty broken, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I won't either, but uh, I want to experiment a little bit more. And I've always been the experimental one in that I like to try and play different things. But uh, yeah. I want to like really see what it takes to get something to work. Right. Like I won't, I don't necessarily don't want to play things against the meta, but now that it's not like uh you're not we're not training for anything directly team challenge team challenge. Uh that's, that's yeah. that, that is coming up. Uh, that but, is coming up. And, but well I mean it, it's a little bit of time to experiment with something that may work um in, in against the meta or may not. You know, it's just just right. to see what can can right i mean and you know me i'm i'm one to practice 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 get my reps in with whatever deck i'm playing you know whatever meta deck at the time um but like you said it is the off season um it is time to experiment and it is good to see what other how you know other decks function while you're behind the wheel uh per se um and no better time to do that um when there's not a whole lot on the line um so you know it, it still keeps you well rounded so you you potentially can still um, you know, play around those decks that might be relevant down the road, um, you know, just because you know what, what makes those decks tick. Yeah. All right, then. So do we want to finally, we got through our, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You want to move in to the fun stuff? Oh, let's go. We, let's go into the fun stuff. And I, I love starting with the random card madness, keeping us both on our toes to start the, the episode. All right, let's, let's go with random card madness. So, uh, I didn't realize I didn't pull up. We're going to go with Pokemon Go set. Let's go. Um, there's surprisingly a lot of cool things to talk about in mm -hmm. that set list. So I got to pull it up because I wasn't 100% ready, even though I, I caught you I off guard. And we talked for like 20 um, minutes pregame and you're still you still didn't get it, bud. All right. So randomly pulled card number 28 is the 78 cards in that set. And, oh, it is everyone's favorite Pokemon, Pikachu. <laughs> this is the, there are two Pikachus. This is the rare Pikachu. 
in the set, uh, the one that has the hat mm. and comes with the uh, one attack with lightning, lightning, colorless, wild charge for 90 damage. And this Pokemon does 30 damage to itself. So, um, Binder fodder. It's binder fodder. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't really have much to say on that because besides being a collector card, Mm -hmm. um, there, I I got nothing. It's not a good playable card. No, it's not. It's, it's three energy charge for 90 damage and you hurt yourself when you're 70 HP. Um, It doesn't have free retreat. uh, So it's not even a pivot Pokemon. I mean, I guess you can find it with a level ball. Woohoo. Um, so I guess uh, I would still say it's it's not, it's just binder. It's not even maybe binder fodder. I don't, I don't know if it's really worth collecting more than a few of these, um, unfortunately. I agree with you. That is going to be a quick chit chat on Pikachu. And because, like I said last time, we let's double dip because that was quick and easy. So we went through a collector card. I randomly generated a second number. This time I got number 31. And if you look to your set list, that gives you somebody to talk about. This is Mewtwo V-Star. So that's 280 HP psychic Pokemon that obviously evolves from Mewtwo V. Um, And uh, we've mentioned these attacks before, but to go over it, we got Psy Purge 90 times uh, for a psychic and a colorless. You discard up three psychic energy from your Pokemon. This attack does 90 damage for each card you discard this way. Mm-hmm. That's up to 270 damage because um, you can only discard up to three. And then he has the V-Star power for the same Psychic Colorless. Uh, this is another attack called Star Raid. This attack does 120 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon V. And if you have five, that's five times 120. Um, if you have five different Vs on the board, if that's all you have, each right. one of them takes up 20. No limit to how many, but they all take 120. I mean, I mean, good recovery, by the way. Um, going from not playable to um, <laughs> one of the playable cards in the in the uh, in the set. Um, Mewtwo V Star. Uh, random card madness. Randomly, just randomly, randomly picks that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good card. I again, I haven't been, you know, really plugged in this week. Uh, but I mean, you're you're basically taking one shots on any V stars and you have a very good setup ability um, with take, you know, setting up a bunch of different Pokemon for different math. Um, what the exact combination of the deck is, I'm not a hundred percent sure right now. Cause I mean, I've seen some people play it with um, um, shadow rider. I don't know if you really want to do that um, because of the three star light or the three prize liability. Um, but if you are playing like shadow rider used to, where you kind of just hit and run back and forth, back and forth, um, not horrible, but, Still, again, with the Shadow Rider, you're discarding energies, so it, it might be counterintuitive. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure there's other ways to accelerate that energy um, that you'll tell me about here in a second. Yeah, um, you are right. I've seen Shadow Rider. I've seen um, other different things. I've seen uh, the added uh, use of a different Pokemon Go set card in uh, Lunatone and Rock, which oddly enough have created their own deck but mm-hmm. you use that same combination just to get ex- uh just to accelerate psychic energy onto the board from said discard pile yep uh yep. to for mewtwo v star to take advantage of 
So, um, wait, does, does, does the Mewtwo does it just discards it from your Pokemon in general? Yeah, it's it's any you can discard it from anywhere, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be on Mewtwo. Okay, so that that makes it that makes it fine. Uh, it still makes it potentially a little awkward to get that attack off the first the first time around because um, it is three color or three psychic. Um, correct, three psychic. Correct. Yeah, so. I mean that makes it serviceable definitely mid to late game um, and makes those those Pokemon pretty good there too. Yeah, um, and the fact I mean you have to evolve them, you get the big damage output um, off of that attack. Plus he has two hundred eighty HP behind that. Um, uh, could be could be really good um, going forward. I think uh, he might be a force. Um, the only thing that I point out is we already have a lot of things that people that have played decks that can take advantage of dark weakness and well, he's just another psychic Pokemon that he, is weak to dark. He is, so. although we have not seen, I mean, Mew is still being played, um, but this popularity is dropping off drastically. Um, it's win percentage overall uh, is dropping off sizably um, from, you know, from what I've been seeing. Um, and eh, it's getting there's more decks coming out that can hang hang with it it, yeah there's more decks non-weakness um you know relevant that can hang with mew that even have a favorable matchup with mew so we are seeing less dark um so that might open up the door for a deck like this um you know psychic coming in uh because mew is starting to feel a little weak compared to some of these other decks that we've been talking about but so to wrap up random card madness um, Mewtwo V Star definitely a playable card. You definitely want to hold on to those, right. and, and 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 there are multiple ways that you can build a deck around it. Oh, for sure. So, I I, I, I can't wait to see somebody actually um, break that deck, um, and you know you make that perfect sixty uh, because I do think there's a lot of potential for that deck or for that card. Yeah, and I think that V Star power is a little underrated as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that one twenty to all of these will be. Um, pretty cool even in if Mewtwo I mean even if Mewtwo is not like the the sole attacker and it just he finishes things off that way right so. right uh, for sure no yeah like I said you recovered well on that random card uh, drawing all right well that's that'll wrap us up then for random card madness we got a twofer um, and then we will mosey on in Two trivia. It's time for for trivia. All right, Chuck, I got a really good one for you today. I don't know if you'll get it, uh, but I thought this one was fun. I did go through quite a few cards before I I settled on the the card of the day for me. And we're going to play Name That Pokemon This Ability Belongs to, as per the use. Um, It is standard legal. And we're playing abilities. So this ability is. Expert in roundness. Oh, well, that's got to be Blissey. Dang it. <laughs> you got that so quickly. <laughs> yes, this the is. Roundness. Yes, the roundness. I, yeah, I figured it, it might have given away, but I'm, I'm trying to find some unique ones. Um, yeah. So, yeah, ability, expert in roundness. Um, this is uh, the Blissey that goes along with uh, let's all roll out. Um, so prevent all damage done to each of your Pokemon that has the let's um, roll out attack by any of your uh, opponent's Pokemon V Max. So 
Um, another one of those wall Pokemon uh, that potentially stopped like the VMAX, although, you know, V stars are becoming, you know, in vogue. That's like the main couple decks. Um, so you, you are seeing a little bit um, less viability with VMAX altogether, although you never really saw the let's roll out, see much play. Um, we saw Mad Party that you saw plenty. Um, you've seen it with, uh, you know, the Reggies. You, you're, you're probably going to see it with, 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 the, with the Soul Rock that we're going to talk about later. Uh, let's roll out. Didn't ever really see a lot of love. Uh, too much no, damage potential was not high enough. With right. All right. Now that you smashed me, <laughs> let's see if I can. Uh, let's so see if I can answer. I I'm going to take a break from the Pokedex and I'm going to ask you a legit trivia question. I'm interested. Uh, it is multiple choice because I don't expect you to know this offhand, but um, I'm going to throw this up on Spotify too. So all you listeners. There'll be a questionnaire with the spot with our episode. So go ahead and answer. Cheat. Try and give me your first answer. So go now and answer. Yes. I love these educated guest questions, or I can at least narrow it down. (laughs) Um, So as of this, quite this, uh, this is probably not that current, but the date on here, I don't have. This might be different, but as of right now, per this website that I got this trivia from, which I think is a year old. But so. It's multiple choice. How many Pokemon episodes are there? How many episodes of Pokemon, the TV show, are there? So there are, I'm giving you multiple choice. So uh, we'll go with A, 208, B, 3,547. Both of those are wrong. 1,115. All right, I'm going to say C because what was the first one? 200? an eight 208 that's way too low because even just the first season was like 90 episodes i think uh and then every subsequent season and now are we talking are we talking like journeys uh johto original everything in between xy all those things uh yes yeah it's c all right you're correct One thousand one Let's go. The other one was just way ridiculous, like 3,000. No way. <laughs> yep, that is the correct answer. That That is of uh, the website is uh, dated in 2021. So might be a little off, but I think that I think, yeah, C is still the most re- reasonable answer. So I, I feel pretty smart there. Yep. I thought it would be a little fun to try something different. I know I've been doing the Pokedex, but I wanted to go old school, just regular trivia. I, I don't change it up. I like my formula. <laughs> <laughs> all right that that was my trivia question for the day and like i said hopefully you don't answer now but if, if the question is going to be attached to the episode try and answer if you haven't answer already. beforehand yeah if you're answering now you've cheated right yeah if, anyway. you, if you're hearing it pause the episode answer then go back <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it for trivia moving on just like every other episode, it's time for Turtwig to talk the meta. Let's go throw it to Ryan to give us an update. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I'm joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. 
This week we have 13 tournaments, 1,323 unique deck plays, and 3,667 matches to cover this week. So, let's hop right into those top 8s. Starting off, Mewtwo Miltank had 5 top 8s, RCS Pikachu had 10 top 8s, Mew had 11 top 8s, Palkia had 20 top 8s, and RCS had 21 top 8s this week. So, that's it for the top 8s, let's look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week. That's Palkia and Teleon and Arceus and Teleon. That is it. That's all, folks. Now, notable changes to Mew Genesect, Arceus Flying Pikachu, and their Regis. Mew Genesect was down in win percentage by 3.5% this week, putting it under 50%. So Mew Genesect has to bounce back next week and somehow get above 10% play percentage. So have fun, Mew Genesect. Next, RCS Flying Pikachu saw an increase in play percentage and a decrease in win percentage, so more bad players were playing RCS Flying Pikachu. Get better, scrubs. <laughs> uh, notable changes to the Regis were that it was up in win percentage by almost 7%, but coming from 41%, there's nowhere else to go but up unless you're a bad deck. So, that's it. I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes in Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week's winner was Mike with Azul's Arceus Flying Pikachu deck. Great job, Mike. Now, let's talk about the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Arceus, Mewtwo Miltank, Arceus Duraludon, and an other deck. Ice Rider had two wins, Mew had two wins, and Palkia took home five wins this week. Now, Turkrig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turkrig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, Ryan, thank you for another great meta report. And we're back. Thank you, Turtwig. Turtwig, yes, I know. Turtwig gives us all the great info. Ryan just delivers it. Yeah. So um, he's got that one-on-one connection with Turtwig. But after every great meta report, we have to talk about news. And my God, there was a lot of news this week. Right. I think this is going to be the majority of our episode. Uh, You know, sometimes we have a lot of different fun categories to talk about, but there were just so many articles from last weekend um, with lots of new cards to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's the floodgates were opened now that the Pokemon Go set was released. As with like Pokemon, what they do, I guess, um, like we're, they're waiting for Pokemon Go set to just drop worldwide in Japan and and then here in the U.S. And then once it hit the U.S. street date, we just got article after article of spoiler alert, like cards from. They always Lost. want to keep us hyped. Like yeah. once once we get those hyped, we might sometimes get them a little early. But I mean, they always want to keep us just excited for that next set and let's see if these cards are going to make us uh, even more excited for you know the set coming out so i mean there was like at least seven different uh articles on different cards and i'm just going to go through and hit the the i'm going to hit the hot ones hit the hot ones i mean there are probably lots of filler in there uh there are some fillers i mean i'm i'm sure some people might be cool or like sunflora but it's a card it might not see that much play so um, I'm going to just hit the hot ones. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one I want to talk about is it came out in um, the first article. Uh, we have a new V Pokemon from a legendary uh, Kyogre V is getting his first V Pokemon. Um, and 
kind of does what Kyogre does, uh, spread damage uh, and or big attacks. Uh, so he has two attacks, uh, one for water and two colorless dual splash. This attack does 50 damage to your to two of your opponent's Pokemon. So spread um, to anything benched or active. And then um, uh, its second attack um, the for water and three colorless Aqua Typhoon that does 210 damage and uh, Kyogre cannot use Aqua Typhoon during the next turn. Should mention that he has 230 HP too, so he is a big, basic Pokemon. Um, doesn't really light me on fire, but I thought it would be cool because it's Kyogre. He's. he's I, I mean, we're going. Yeah, I mean, we still have shady dealings um, that turns into the you know the the, <laughs> the sniping uh, uh, Inteleon. Uh, we still have now uh, Greninja, uh, Radiant Greninja. Um, you know, there's there's a few spread options, obviously, Zigzagoon, plus, you know, the new Blastoids coming out. So depending on what you want to do, um, there's different options um, that you can set up damage with the, the spread attacks. Um, you know, as long as Sobbles are still there, this is going to potentially still be relevant. Um, you can set up some, you know, take two, two Sobbles out and then maybe take a knockout on the act of the next turn, um, depending on how you want to do this. I'm still probably not going to see a whole lot of play. Um, you know, but there's, this is one of those cards that I say is definitely keep in your binder, uh, because it might not be red, meta relevant at the moment, but one or two cards come out that kind of help this card. Um, you know, this, this is coming up, um, it's coming up to plate and just going to be a big, a big hitter. Yep. It could be, could be a very useful card as well. Um, uh, like I said, quick hits to Enamorous, uh, new Pokemon from Arceus is getting its first single prize card. Um, has a pretty neat attack on it because um, Enamorous is a, a psychic Pokemon, 100 HP, 120 HP. But um, it has for a psychic and two colorless love sympathy, uh, 70 plus damage. If you have the same number of cards in your hand as your opponent, this attack does 70 more damage. Uh, pretty cool. Um I've seen this mechanic kind of work uh, in, in pre-releases. It's kind of fun to try and play around that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Probably not going to work uh, in standard format, but could be a fun card to use. And like I said, it's just her, this Pokemon's first single prize card too, as well. Yeah. So. I, it's, it's probably not good enough. Um, yeah. Even if you get, you know, the, the right amount of hand size, um, you're still doing 140, uh, you know, without any damage buffs. The the attack cost is kind of clunky. Um, for a one prizer to get that, you know, set it down attack, um, and yeah, and then also having to match your hand size, which you can still do. Um, but I would never, you know, consider playing a card like this in a deck that's like super competitive. Yeah. Would 100% agree. Uh, kind of just wanted to bring it up in case anyone was a big fan of the the launch of that Pokemon. Right. Um, uh, quickly, no one asked for a little bit more Marnie protection, but there's a new supporter coming out <laughs> called Diggy Duo. Uh, you get to flip a coin. If heads, you look at the eight. Look at eight cards from the bottom of your deck. If tails, you look at three cards from the bottom of your deck. Uh, then you choose one card and put it in your hand, and then you shuffle the other cards back into your deck. So. Um, I don't 
know of that many cards right now that put things at the bottom of your deck that you would need to go supporter for it. So uh, Marnie was the only thing that comes to my head. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go on record right now and say this card currently is garbage. Um, why would you ever play it? And as I say that, uh, Xander's going to come up with some kind of jank deck. Um, he's going to come up with Ninja v, v Union with the Digging Duo and, and then like Top top Worlds or something like that. Um, but no, I flipping a coin and then potentially even just getting three cards um, and only picking one for a supporter really doesn't sound good to me. Um, yeah. It, it, it sounds actually quite bad. Uh, pretty bad, especially as a, as a supporter for your turn. Right. So, um, I would I would much uh, rather do a thousand different kind of supporters than that. Card. I mean, at least what was it? Uh, the looker was a lot better because you were drawing consistent cards um, from the bottom of your card back in the day. You're at least draw like you were drawing cards. Right. Um, this is this is getting you one card. This one for one trade. It just happens to be from the bottom of your deck. Right. So. Um, just I thought it was funny bringing it up. Yeah. So <laughs> we had another big article with a bunch more Pokemon as well released. And uh, there is one in particular that I thought would be cool. And it is a walling type Pokemon. Um, another one of those barrier types, but it is a Trevenant. It's a single prize Trevenant. Um, obviously, you have to evolve from Phantom, but there's nothing really crazy to talk about Phantom. But um, it has an ability on a stage one uh, old tree barrier. If this Pokemon is knocked out by damage from your opponent's Pokemon V V's attack, your opponent does not, doesn't take a prize card. So this is a single prize Pokemon that will basically give up no prizes. I assume. How did I miss this article? I don't see Trevenant here at all. Um, yeah, I mean, one, yeah, it's the one with Kyrium, Rotom, and Drapion, but then I like this Trevenant as well. Um, it is a single prize basic, uh, single prize Pokemon that stage one evolves from the Phantom and then has that old tree barrier ability where it has to be knocked out specifically from your opponent's Pokemon V's attack. But if that's currently in the meta, a lot of Pokemon V's are the main attackers. Mm -hmm. um, is a cool thing that you can throw up to basically eat an attack for a turn and then not give up a prize. I mean, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, we, we've seen things like this, like with the Mimikyu V, um, mm -hmm. similar where you just never really seen it have much play um, right. with, you know, some kind of play arounds. Um, will it be good? You know, it depends on the, what cards are good in the meta at the time, I guess. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of these being good, but there are a lot of single prize decks that are relevant. So I don't know how often you might see traveling. I don't know. Um, yeah, you are correct. I mean, it is a stage one. You do have to evolve it. So you will kind of see it coming. Mm -hmm. uh, the Phantom does not have that ability, so it can easily get taken out. You can boss around it. Um I'm just, I thought it was a unique, uh, a unique way of playing a wall game against uh, V decks at the moment. So um, most of the time it's usually like a mill tank or decidueye where you just can't hit them. Right. Uh, this is, you can hit them, you can KO me, but you're not going to advance your win condition because you're not taking a prize card from it. So 
Interesting. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yes. But in that same article, we got a new BMAX as well. Uh, we got Kyrium uh, or Curium. Curium. I, I think it's Curium. Curium. So we got Curium V and Curium V Max. Um, I'll cover both of them pretty quick. Um, but uh, Curium V uh, is a water type, 220 HP with uh, two attacks, one water energy. You have instant freeze. You can attach any number of water energy from your hand to your Pokemon, to any of your Pokemon, um, not just this Pokemon. Um, so it's an attack that you can drop energy. Mm -hmm. And then you have for three water energy, uh, Frost Smash, just 140 damage. Um, most likely, you'll most likely just want to use this. You may use the Instant Freeze, but not a bad attack if you have it's, to use Yeah, I mean, it's it. better than passing. So that's definitely energy acceleration. It's not horrible if you're going second. Yep. Um, and then you are going to use it to get to Kyrian VMAX. This goes up to 330 HP. So be fear boy. Um, it has an ability and an attack. So ability Ice World. Once during your turn, you may discard the top card of your deck. If it's a water energy, attach it to one of your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. A little excess, little more acceleration on a little bit of luck, or if you set it up that way. Um, and then for the same three water energy, you have Max Frost, 120 damage. Discard any number of water energy from this Pokemon, and this attack does 50 more and 50. This attack does 50 more damage for each energy discarded this way. I will point out that if you discard all three um, water energies that you currently have attached, it does 270 damage, which is... That magic number. <laughs> 20 I, more than Ice Rider, but for an extra energy. So It is that magic number, though, to knock out, um, you know, V V stars for gen in general, um, mm -hmm. you know, without defensive buffs. Um, originally, you would say, hmm, three waters is maybe a little steep, um, but with this ability, like you said, there are cards currently in the meta uh, that can kind of make sure you keep that. So a Rangaroo, Rotom Phone are two that come to mind. Uh, plus you can Melanie um, on top of that or, or um, you know, any other number of uh, accelerations like uh, Raihan. Uh, and, you, you know, you're doing that damage that typically will knock out those uh, V Union or V Star uh, cards. So serviceable 330 hp um for a v max is pretty beefy it's not you know that eternatus uh 340 uh but you can't really complain about that so this guy is pretty tanky so there is some serviceability there again i think its main weakness it is a three prizer we are starting to phase those guys out um you know with just the dominance of these two prize decks and i don't know if this you know, lights a three prizer on fire where it just makes it, oh yeah, you have to play him or anything like that. So um, he's okay. He's okay. I think you could see him do some work in today's current meta. Um, maybe. I mean, probably won't. It's not like he's going to come out and like, oh, carry him VMAX, Ward wins worlds. Right. Uh, I, I, but I, the, the part, like I see a very similar connection to Ice Rider except Ice Rider is capped at 250. You cannot do any more than 250 unless you modify um, with external things. Uh, this is 50 more 
per energy. So you can overpay energy. Like if you have four attached, you can discard all four mm-hmm. and do 200 more energy. So you are uncapped uh, potential on, on damage, um, a higher cost to execute. Um, so, uh, I mean, he could have, he has potential, I think. Um, but like you said, uh, three prizers are beginning to become that three prize is becoming to be a bad trade. So um, you might not see him simply because he is a V max. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, like you said, it, it does have that unlimited, um, you know, damage cap. So that mid game, if you have set him up slowly, <laughs> you can potentially take some big Oko's, um, you know, not you just discard, disregarding a bunch of um, energies. Um, plus damage modifier. So, you know, the damage cap is, you know, appealing, I guess. All right. Um, I am going to jump down to the other big V star, the, the big V star that they uh, uh, released in this article. Let's go. We have Drapion V and Drapion V star. So, <clears throat> The V is, I think, what is actually going to get everyone talking. Um, because it's a dark type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. HP 210. It comes with an ability and an attack on the V. So I'll read the attack first. So if for four colorless energy, you have dynamic tail. It does 190 damage. And this deck, this attack does 60 damage to one of your Pokemon. Um, so uh you do 60 damage to one of your own pokemon and you do 190 to the opponent's active mm-hmm. the ability um like i said four colorless energy to do that attack it has the ability wild style this pokemon's attack costs one colorless less for each of your opponent's single strike rapid strike and fusion strike pokemon in play so all those battle styles here's your counter <laughs> I mean, did we need a counter for any of those battle styles? I mean, Muse kind of like we already talked on his way out with just um, these two prizers knocking it out. I don't know if we needed a harder counter from you, but yeah, I mean, in both Urshifus haven't really seen relevant play in a little while, right? I mean, yeah, I mean the single strike. I mean, I I mean, I guess the 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 shady dealings. uh, if you're putting out the basic uh, sobbles out there, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, the the rapid strike and the single strike probably not that big of a counter for these guys because their box decks. Well, they're they do kind of run together, but necessarily not necessarily like every Pokemon in it is one of those typings, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't really hit anything for I don't know with a choice belt it would take ko's on these for uh essentially no energy but uh this is like a 100 um drop it down basic pokemon that you can drop switch the active ko mu max like i just find it hilarious because every time we talk about a new set there's something in it that counters Mew VMAX and it just keep getting easier. I mean, was it Mighty Ina is supposed to Oko him for no energy cost and we still haven't seen him? Yeah. I mean, uh, Mew is on his way out, but I don't think it's because of weakness uh, per se, right? No, 
it isn't per, uh, per se. I don't think we necessarily need all of these uh, more and more counters. But, right. Uh, this is that like uh, I, I I heard Mighty Nina is going to be in in there for countering Mew because you just evolve it or you use Zoroark and you just evolve it and it one hit KOs for no energy. This is literally you don't there's no telegraphing and you can one hit KO V maxes. Uh, but I still think by the time this is out and released, um, I don't think anyone's going to necessarily be. I, you might find some decks that are bad matchups, and this will help against Mew Max. But I mean, there uh, is still something to be said, especially when Sobbles are out there, that you can just play it down and then hit something. Uh, not necessarily a Mew for kill, um, but just hit something um, where there was no, like, you don't anticipate, like, an attack, and then boom, there, there comes a 190 attack. Um, so maybe, um, again, I don't know. This is, I don't, I don't view this as a Mew killer um, on its own because I don't think it's good enough against everything else, um, at least currently. Um, but I don't know. Let's let's go on to the V-Star and see where they're going because these are all fresh to me. I did not read ahead this time, and I usually do. <laughs> well, the V-Star, unfortunately, I think Drapion got the filler treatment for V-Star uh, because uh, it has uh, the V-Star has 270 HP, uh, it comes with an attack and then an ability for V-Star power, but the attack is dark, dark, colorless, big bang arms, uh, 250 damage, uh, and, this, and it has the negative symbol. This attack does 10 less damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. Um, so that directly uh, affects if you're using that, that 60 damage that it's doing to your Pokemon from the V. If you're putting it on Drapion, you're, you're lessening his V-Star's attack. And then uh, the ability is Star Hazard for a V-Star power. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned and paralyzed. Put three damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon during Pokemon checkup. Poisoned and paralyzed on ability. Now, paralyzed could buy you uh, something in that mm -hmm. game, but uh, I don't feel that that's a very good V-Star power. I mean, when it, overall, about... it's probably not, but I guess the biggest question for me uh, again, it's not Mew. It's it's how much switch outs do we have in in the meta? Um, again, we're seeing a lot less switch than we did uh, a year ago. Uh, we still have escape rope and, and, and some cross switchers from time to time, um, but generally we're seeing a lot of balloons or manually retreating because these uh, Pokemon are so cheap to retreat. Um, and again, like a, a deck like Palkia, currently at least doesn't play a lot of switch outs, um, so you can definitely get them there. Uh, potentially again uh, with the with the paralyzed because that is out of all the uh, status effects in my opinion the best status effect you can have. Yeah, uh, that's I uh, the paralyzation is nice. At the cost of your V star power, I just don't know if it's that great. It's situational, and again, a meta call at the time. Um, it's not horrible, but it's probably it's, pro it's not within the, like the top five uh, V star abilities slash attacks. Oh, I agree with you there. All right. I got a special one for you now. Uh, last Pokemon I'm going to talk about from this article. Uh, it is uh, another printing of your favorite. Dragapult? Dragapult. Let's go. Uh, this is a single prize Dragapult. Obviously, you're going to uh, need to get to a stage two. But um, I will play this one because I like this attack. Um, so... 
there's no, obviously a Dreepy and Dracolo, nothing crazy. They're just um, there to no, get to the Dragonfold. Yeah, no, no, no cool abilities are like accelerating through the evolution line. But you get the Dragapult, and then it has for one psychic energy, uh, Dragon Launcher. Uh, you may discard any number of your bench Dreepy up to the number of your opponent's Pokemon in play. For each Dreepy discarded in this way, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. This attack does 100 damage to each Pokemon chosen this way. Don't apply weakness and resistance. So if you have a Dragapult out and then you bench three Dreepy, um, you can choose to discard three bench Dreepies and then choose up to... Um, it, I have you have to get a ruling on this to be sure, but it was when you did. But this is with like Starmie, you could choose the same person, the chain, same Pokemon twice, but you could choose three different Pokemon and do 100 damage to each one. Yeah, for each Dreepy discarded in this way, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. It doesn't say different, so I would s- assume you could hit all three to but one. The way I, the way that's been read with like star you and other other ways unless it's missing a, a clarent because this is a translation it's mess, missing mm-hmm. a clause that makes it different you could you basically for each dreepy you discard you get to choose and you can choose the same pokemon three times and then do 300 damage yeah, so for it. one one energy doing 300 damage not bad um i would say that this uh it depending on how they rule that well yes if they do it where you have to pick three separate ones i don't think it's at all playable um if you can potentially take okos it's potentially playable but the 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 problem i see with the deck uh is set up for the the following turn um so obviously you're going to need a lot of pokemon recovery but if there's maybe a card that comes out that lets you like recover and then evolve again um you know, maybe specific to Dragapult, maybe. Um, that might be cool. Um, maybe fringe playable. Um, definitely something to try out when it comes out. And I'm definitely going to collect these because I put all my Dragapults, um, you know, I save save all of them, no matter if they're V-Stars, V-Maxes, V, don't matter. I love I love Dragapult. I, um, I think this might, I, I'm going to try and make this. This is might be... The single prize Pokemon out. Well, the, I have to think because there's a Zora card I want to try and use too. But uh, I think this might be the single prize or deck I get out of Lost Abyss uh, because that's just a fun way to attack. And I think you can uh, pair this up with a different Dragapult, like mm-hmm. um, like the Rebel. Was it Rebel Clash one? The, the barrier one. Yeah, yeah. Flip a coin. You flip a coin. Um, like you can switch up the way you you play, and then you can use this one to snipe uh, bench Pokemon that you can KO with 100 damage, take prizes that way. And then if you need to punch something big, you use the other Dragapult. And you uh, there's a lot of cycling of Pokemon. Um, and the the thing with this is it's bench Dreepy. So if you find a way that you can get uh, Dracloaks on the board without using Dreepies, like right. a Aura Arc maybe, Right. Um, you can save three pieces for this attack. It would be cool. I, I think it would make a fun, really unique deck to uh, work. Um, so I, I really like the idea of that Pokemon, and I might uh, might be looking at that. If that out. deck sees any success, um, I'm that's my that's my thing. You know how much I love Dragapult. Yeah, I, I 
I find I find it great that they finally gave him a launcher, like the dragon launching attack. Right. That he does. So that's that's why I love him. What better way to attack your enemies than to launch your children at them? Yep. <laughs> All right. Last quick uh, trainer from this article I wanted to talk about. Um, just get your quick opinion on is there's a trainer called Toolbox. Look at the top seven cards of your deck. Reveal any number of Pokemon tool cards you find there and put them in your hand. Shuffle your other cards into your deck. Um, it's tool search. Um, Depends on the deck you're going to play. So like if you're playing a deck like the, the Whimsicott tool, um, flinging tool deck, I think that's actually a pretty good one because you can find um, you know multiple different tools to put on or, or the anything that takes tools so what was it the garbador or uh what was it what was the one that takes three uh, i'm uh, you know where i'm going with this yeah. uh, if you're playing a deck like that um yeah, I, I think it's serviceable um if you're playing drop, there's tool drop whimsicott uh search tools there's the uh patch risu that's uh, the one uh and then there was a garboder yeah that, the patch risu that's the one but if you're like if you're playing a palkia deck I don't see much use in this because you're playing what two to three tools plus you're already playing probably shady dueling so a card like this wouldn't uh apply to that deck but like i said if you're playing those three decks that we're bringing or anything similar to that um you know there's some serviceability all right um moving on because there's still uh, a bunch of articles i'm gonna quick hit um some articles here um there is a new uh uh, there's a mag cargo coming out that does 220 damage, but at the cost of your uh, energy, we have to discard all of your energy and throw it in the lost zone. Uh, mm -hmm. 220 for a fire, fire colorless is what it costs um, on a single prize is a lot of damage, uh, but that is also a lot of energy to throw away to the lost zone. So um, there's that. I mean, again, depending on the deck, lost zone things can that that can help out too. Plus, hitting a pretty good number um, at two twenty. Yeah, two twenty. Uh, it's fire. I mean, it's fire Pokemon. Um, not a lot of love for fire. I mean, um, they have one of the most busted stadiums. It's so underused. <laughs> yeah, that well, that three is not hard to get to. Um, yeah, I don't, especially since it is a stage one, so you can attach attach and do the do the basin and get to it um and do 220 so it's not a crazy hard attached uh, a number to energy cost to get to in fire um just throwing it out there i just don't know if the lost zone depending on the deck uh might might be useful um another quick one um mm -hmm. there is a mimikyu coming out uh basic pokemon psychic with uh depending on the deck i think with this attack that will be kind of crazy um uh it's a psychic 70 hp basic pokemon it has perplex for one second so your opponent's active pokemon is now confused that's not what i'm talking about it's the attack called worst gift for a psychic and a colorless so it is two energy i don't know depending on how you get to it but this attack does 10 damage for each damage counter on all of your opponent's pokemon uh, depending on the deck, if you're spreading around a lot of damage, um, you can kind of like put it all in one big attack. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Not, not horrible. Um, again, depending on the deck. Um, 
10 damage to each damage counter on all or on all of your opponent's Pokemon. Yeah, that's that can take a, you know, definitely clean up um, on something. Or if you're playing a spread deck, like maybe like 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 anything like Kyogre or something that I affect and you're doing like massive amount of damage. But you missed one. And we were just talking about Dragapult. Um, but this Hypnode, that might be the answer right there. Um, so he has an attack. Um, I, psychedelic. I uh, psychedelic call. Uh, or psychedelic call. Search your deck for up to two stage one Pokemon and put them onto your bench and shuffle your deck. Um, so again, a slower setup, but again, very similar to you know the, the Greninja break from back in the day, being able to put those uh, Frogadiers on there so you can get that Greninja out there and boom, boom, boom. So if you can get some of the, the Draclocks out there, get plenty of Dreepies still there and boom, 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 there you go. That's your answer. Hypnode uh, might make that deck pretty good. <laughs> was gonna skip over them i didn't see that i didn't put the connection there so good call out there. <laughs> yeah thank you i mean anything to make dragapult better so dragapult hypnode going to be a thing all right and then i'm going to move on into the other um another big article that we have um there's like four more cards i want to talk about the dogs uh, <laughs> there well there is the v stars Finally coming for Zacian and Zamazenta. Zamazesta. Zamazesta. So uh, uh, saying this, Zacian V is getting a new V. Um, not that anyone will play it, but uh, I mean, this one will obviously be usable after the original great one uh, uh, rotates. But this V has uh, 220 HP for a metal energy. You have breakthrough, does 40 damage, and this attack's damage isn't affected by weakness, resistance, or any effects on your on your opponent's active Pokemon. So 40 damage, can't double it. Um, and then uh, it has Giant Hunter for a Metal Metal Colorless, 100 plus damage. If the depending Pokemon is a Pokemon VMAX, this attack does 160 more damage. So Zacian V still finds a way to do 260 damage to Pokemon VMAXs, at least. I mean, you're still um, two-shotting a VMAX, so I don't... I mean, you're still having to do a lot of damage buffs uh, uh, beyond that to try to, you know, take that one shot. Not as not as crazy as the original, but um, this one is more or less, I think, there to get yourself <clears throat> to the V-Star, mm -hmm. which uh, we have two more attacks on this V-Star. Uh, the same metal, metal colorless, uh, breaking edge, 200 damage, um, and this attack isn't affected by weakness, resistance, or any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. So, uh little weaker um, uh, attack there off the, the V-Star, not doing 235, I mean, from the originalization V. That's what I mean. But repeatable, uh, and you can't hit for weakness. But then you have a V-Star power that is uh, pretty good, I think, uh, for four energy, two metal, two colorless, Star Sword, 310 damage. Uh, this Pokemon does 30 damage to itself. So... For 30 damage to yourself and a one-time use, you get to KO. Uh, if you attach a choice belt, anything in the game. Right. You can do anything in the game. Um, not horrible. But I mean, again, I think it, it's tanky enough that you can get to that uh, and be able to take those Okos. But again, depending on where the meta is, if we don't see a lot of these V-Stars in play, um, 
<laughs> that number is kind of irrelevant because you're just taking a, a one shot on a either a one prizer or a two prizer. Um, and then they can evenly praise prize trade with you. So we'll see. Um, again, it's meta dependent. Hitting that big number is relevant currently um, in a year. Maybe not so much. Uh, now, I did say there is a Zamazesta V-Start. Um, the V, uh, they are not approving, improving on perfection, apparently, because the V is a fictional reprint of the original. Um, so Zamazesta V sticks around for a little longer. Um, and then the V-Star, though, that comes with it, uh, has uh, two uh, attack and an ability V-Star power. So uh, this Zamazesta V... Start has a metal metal colorless attack, giga impact, 220 damage, and this Pokemon can't attack during your next turn. Uh, so it gets to have uh, when Zamazenta becomes a V star, gets to have shades of Zatrian ability mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. by being able to hit for decent damage, but then not being able to attack. And then it has an ability for its V star power. You may use this ability during your turn, uh, during your next opponent's. During your opponent's next turn, all of your Pokemon take 100 less damage from your opponent. Your opponent's Pokemon attack. So, um, basically, Zamazenta being it, its shield Pokemon, mm -hmm. basically saying, I'm taking 100 less. No matter who you hit, it's 100 less. Right. Uh, again, we'll see. Uh, it, it is, if you are faster than your opponent, you are tanking any of these Vs because any V um, essentially becomes like a 300 plus depending on the V. Um, even if it's a support Pokemon, even like a Crobat uh, would be, uh, what would that be? Like 280 um, or something like that. So not too bad for like a Crobat. Um, it can be played right. around if it is, if it is like Sobbles because those are still pretty easily knocked out. Um, again, uh, not a bad one uh, for defense and tank ability for sure, especially with a lot of these heal cards. Forcing 160 damage to KO a Sobble is pretty tough. <laughs> it is pretty tough. And then, yeah, like it, that would be it, a bad trade, I think. Um, but I, I think it could be game clinching, but then again, uh, it could also not matter. Yeah. I mean, I could see a world where like this would pair well with uh, um, Cheryl um, being able just to completely heal Pokemon. Um, you know, really just try like stopping them from taking that Oko uh, and then just like, ah, I healed it all. And then like just keep going, um, being able to hit with Giga Impact and so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. Um... In this article, there was also another V in V-Star. Um, this one being everyone's favorite phone, Rotom V. Um, so it's getting a V and V-Star. Um, uh, it has this basic version of the V. It's obviously a lightning Pokemon for 190 HP. Um, it has for colorless lost hack. Choose a special energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon and put it in the lost zone. Mm -hmm. So uh, more special energy hate. And then intense discharge uh, for a lightning, lightning colorless, uh, 160 damage, discarnate energy from this Pokemon. Um, kind of uh, middle of the road pack 
uh, Rodon V, um, as usual, um, gearing up for the V-Star, has an attack and a ability um, for the uh, usual attack. It has lightning, lightning, uh, two lightning energy for Scrappy Pulse. 80 plus damage, put any number of Pokemon tool cards from your discard pile in the Lost Zone. This attack does 40 more damage for each card put in the Lost Zone this way. And then uh, the ability, which is a V-Star power, uh, discard any number of cards from your hand, then draw that many cards. Uh, that's called Star Conversion. So pretty cool, neat draw ability, but it's just a one-for-one -one trade, so I don't think it's that great. You had a dead um, hand. It's, it's not horrible. Yeah. Um, the Scrappy Pulse is shades of uh, more tool dropping. Uh, you can add a V-Star into the deck. Uh, to do some fun shenanigans uh, there. Um, that's It's a pretty cool, neat dish card that might yeah, find. There's just so many different um, like interactions with the Lost Zone, um, with like damage modifiers, with wind conditions, and this, that, and everything. I feel like we're going, like for players like us, we're going into a, a meta that we're such at a disadvantage because we never played with the Lost Zone before. And, like, I mean, they're going to be, like, maybe – you know, there's, we're going to catch on eventually, but it's like that first couple of weeks is going to be rough because they're just like, there's going to be combinations that I just never seen before um, that are probably similar to stuff back in the day. Um, I don't know if it, this Rotom's the one, but I mean, just it's, it's nice to see different win conditions again, come back to the game and having that loss zone. And there's a lot of cards that are going to impact that loss zone. Yeah. Um. It is going to be neat to see how the Lost Zone really affects the game and the meta at large, um, just because if the ability of being able to put cards in there from on your side to your opponent, if you can like just like find that niche, like that piece card that that may muck up their plans, mm -hmm. um, might be cool. But uh, to continue on, I have. Two and a half cards I want to talk about real quickly just to get through them. Uh, today there was a spoiler for uh, a, a, a Fungus and Among Us and a Waylord and a Whalemur. Uh, the Waylord is really big, basic single prize Pokemon that does big damage for a bunch of energy. Um, so not much different uh, or crazy things to write home about. But I did want to mention the Among Us, the stage one, because uh, if you can put this in your deck, and figure out a way to get your opponent to make you discard it from your hand. It has a really neat ability. It's called Prank Spores. Whenever this card is discarded from your hand by the effect of your opponent's Pokemon's attacks or abilities, or by the effect of your opponent's item card or supporter card, discard all cards from your opponent's hand. Ooh, uh, Avery. <laughs> that, if Avery's still like a thing, oh, let me get rid of this Among Us. <laughs> Well, no, it has to be discarded from your hand, though. So Avery's oh, not from your hand. I'm sorry, my bad. It had like I, I don't even under like. There's not many things that I think of that like mess with your opponent's hand at the moment, like besides like Malamar or Vmax, and that's a random chance. Um, but uh, making you discard it like somehow, like if you could, if there's a way to make that happen, oh, that'd be great. Right. Um, uh, but without that way of that actually happening, it, it just, uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to be used at all, but 
if it ever because if discarding your opponent's like like uh, hand mill ever comes back, you put that in your deck. Just you don't even need to have it. Put those basic. in your in your in your binders just for when that happens because it might not be this set. It might be like two to three sets down the line, and we'll all forget about Among Us. Um, yep. But then boom, that's when you come back. So keep an eye on that card. Um, yep. I definitely like that that um, that disruption. All right. And then I've got another trainer that I want to talk about. Um, uh, well, I guess I should, I should mention Pidgeot V is going to get a, a V Pokemon. Finally has a pretty cool neat ability. I don't know that this Pokemon is going to be crazy playable. Um, uh, it has an ability, magnificent vanishing wings. Uh, once during your turn, if this Pokemon is on your bench, you may use this ability. You shuffle this Pokemon and all attached cards into your deck. So it has, Karen's care on it as an ability. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can just put it in everything attached back into your deck. Uh, cool, like weird pivot Pokemon, I guess. Um, it has triple colorless uh, attack cost of flying surf, 80 plus damage. If you have a stadium in play, it does 80 more. That's why it doesn't really have a cool attack or a lot of hit points, but uh, it's a creative way to pivot and, and not deck out, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that? there might be a combination down the road. I don't see anything too super relevant right now because, like you said, um, it can definitely get one shot um, fairly easy with a lot of the things out there. Um, the attack is a good two-shot attack because you're going to see stadiums generally. So um, maybe see some play. Um, not horrible, but probably not meta-relevant. Last thing I think is going to be the biggest supporter card uh, announced so far in Thornton. Um, I've seen a lot of hype for this card on Twitter uh, as a uh, supporter uh, and you can choose a basic Pokemon in your discard pile. Switch it with one of your basic Pokemon in play. Any attached cards, damage counter, special condition, turns in play and any other effects remain on the new Pokemon. Um, so it's kind of like Ditto-esque, um, but if you think of the implications of safety that you can use on certain things uh just like as an example um you can put a bunch of single prize pokemon in play on your first turn playing like a dialga deck right and then you throw out all your metal energy but all you're putting down is maybe it's even a diancy like you know who cares um and then you have all this energy in play and then you get the turn in play for this, this, the basic. And then you use Thornton and you throw Dialga V in its place. And then you can evolve it right then and hit with it and get that extra turn and hit with it again. And, and, and you have a bunch of really cool protection options using this card. So it's like a Zoro arc card, but for anything <laughs> kind of anything. Uh, yeah, it's a Zora card with basic to basic. Yeah, I mean, we might see some play. I think <laughs> still it, it lends to have to have some kind of um, consistency engine that you won't need trainers for, uh, because a lot of t- you know a lot of times we're using those for the Marnies, professors for for the Iridas, for the bosses, you know, so on and so forth. So if your deck doesn't necessarily need a lot of trainer love 
um, when it comes to consistency, um, Fortin might see some play for sure. Yeah. Um, I just think it offers a cool way to play cards that um, generally need like uh, things that just scream like Kaomi before you get to evolve them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dialga or even uh, some other Pokemon like that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But just things that uh, have cool state, like stage ones or evolutions that that need charged up and need evolved, Thornton offers you a little bit of a safety play uh, as long as you get enough basics in play. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that was a lot of cards to just digest right there. Um, <laughs> that was a longer news segment than we normally have. Um, but no, I think there are a lot of fun cards in there. A lot of things that might shake up the meta. Um, nothing that jumps out at me that just screams like super broken. Um, but a lot of things out there that seem like they're worth exploring. Uh, yeah, that wasn't even all of them. I tried to just pick the ones that right, were... right. You missed you missed the the hip node. That was yeah. like the big one when we were talking about travel. No, no, you did <laughs> you did a great job there. Um, no, but I think again, there's a lot of cards to talk about. We've talked about a lot. Um, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, the future of the game after that. But um, that's, I think, a good transition into, you know, a little bit of discussion about, um, you know, being on the off season now. Um, you know, for a lot of players like you and me, we're, we're not uh, we're not going to Worlds because, you know, we the season wasn't a full season um, and we might not have been able to do all the locals because we're not, you know, we're not those top tier players like, um, you know, Azul or whatever that can expect to make cut or make top eight consistently to all of these and then just, you know, get enough points off those. Um, so a lot of us are on that, you know, it's off season time. So um, kind of what are, what are some things that you're doing to, you know, improve your game and, or, you know, keep it fresh uh, going into the off season. Uh, are you playing meta all the time? Are you going to, um, play different kind of decks? And if so, you know, what kind of decks do you think will help you improve in, um, you know, going into the next season? Um, I want to take, I, I want to take a little bit of a weird approach and try some different things um, in try and explore decks that I don't normally play and um, go from there and just kind of like test things out. Um, and then see if I can come up with new idea, like different Pokemon that aren't used and try and create some new decks to see what it would take to compete in the meta. Like where is the line of what is tier one and tier two? Like what, what, what can work and what can't work and why? Like um, just kind of more of a little bit of a knowledge process on, on Pokemon cards. Right. I think I, I agree with that. Um, you know, every so often probably play uh, a few, you know, a few of those meta decks, but definitely play a lot of single prizers, a lot of decks that, you know, require a little bit more sequencing or, or um, I mean, there's more risk reward. So it, it, there's more punishment if you sequence uh, incorrectly, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So whenever you do get those, you know, you get those, you know, big plays out there. Um, but decks like that, I feel, um, even if they're not like A tier, B tier, um, can still help a player, um, you know, grow as a player going into these, uh, you know, bigger, bigger tournaments. Uh, just, 
just from a sequencing standpoint. So those are the kind of decks I'm going to try to look into, um, you know, so I can improve myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you there too. I want to look at a lot of single prize decks because I want to see, I mean, what makes it that the Reggie rock, like the Reggie's can hang. Um, like even the new, in the go set, the, the soul rock and Lunatone deck that like came out of like left field for me. Uh, I didn't see the rocks uh, being that crazy, but just that ability to like, find those single prize cards like that, that can get set up without too much. Uh, like where's, where's the fine line of too much setup mm-hmm. and not enough, not enough hitting power. So to find them single prizers that can uh, compete with the big boys and be able to trade effectively. Um, like, like, like the Reggie's can like Lunatone can like Malamar could uh, and still kind of can. Um, that's why I want to see if there's anything like that. And then I still want to play things like Palkia and, and I want to see what makes those V stars like what is setting them above. Like I'm trying to basically learn what, why is Palkia so good? What, what is setting it above the rest and, mm-hmm. and where's the line that makes this deck so much better um, so that going into next season, I can kind of more adequately, pick the archetypes I want to move through right. and, 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 and lean on because um, unlike you, I may not play as I may not go through as many game reps. Mm-hmm. So I can hone in on one. I can put all my reps into that one type. Right. So the thing, I guess uh, overall, not necessarily any deck specific, but I want to improve as like a um, just jumping into any matchup. So like we, I'm playing a random person and you throw one or two cards down and I know what deck you're playing and I know exactly my strategy. Um, so I want to be better at being be, one, identifying the deck um, through one or two cards uh, or, you know, maybe, maybe a few more than that. And then know exactly what that strategy is to beat that deck. Even if it's an unfavored matchup, knowing, Hey, I need to do X, Y, Z to win this matchup or give myself the best matchup. I think that's the skill I want to improve on. Uh, the most uh, is being able just to, you know, identify and then have that game plan right off the hop, um, no matter if it's favored, unfavored, even. Um, I think that's that's what sets those players like Azul, um, you know, uh, Isaiah Bradner, you know, and all those other guys that consistently make, you know, cut and make top tens and stuff like that. That is what they do. That is what I want to try to do the best uh, or it will be the best at at least. Yeah, I I. I agree. That's a very good skill to have. And that is what a lot of them do is that they, they are just, you set them down in a matchup and they know what they need to do and the way to play it from the get go from right. turn one. Right. And although, you know, during this off season, we need to, you need to keep it fresh. And now that you've kind of revealed, we've revealed these cards, I can't get Dragapult out of my head again. Like, like if, <laughs> if it turns out you can't take 300 damage with the way that that Dreepy card is laid out there, I'm going to be devastated. Um, but I already, like, my wheels have been just turning since we've done this. I'm like, there's like four or five cards I know need to be in the deck. And I, I just want to play that deck so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, I, I'm with you. And that just seems uh, like that would be a lot of fun to play that way. Um, and I mean, it gives me a little bit of shades of 
flinging fish Cramorant, which was one of the most fun decks to play, but you had like zero Oko potential right. uh, with that. But this is a little bit better in that you can it, play it correctly. It's like, it's like flinging fish with, with, uh, with, with uh, the Greninja. Uh, the Greninja break, right? So it's kind of like yeah. with with that Frogadier um, being able to get or multiple of your your drag locks out there. So you can't, you can always be able to have that Dragapult out there. So I keep going back. I'm sorry we keep talking about Dragapult. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be a Dragapult episode, but I just, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just keep thinking about it. So um, you did that to well, me, Chuck. <laughs> I I did know that there was going to be a Dragapult talked about today. But I did not, and I, I'm so <laughs> pumped that there was. <laughs> I'm pumped too. I like that dragon pole a lot. Right. Um, so, I mean, I got when's the clock last in, in Brilliant Stars. So I right. got pumped it's, about it's that. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's your turn now. All right. So, aside from just like keeping it fresh and, you know, skills to improve on the off season, um, I know you definitely wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the importance of going first right now because it just seems like every deck for the most part goes first. So, I want you to kind of expand upon it and what your thought process is. Um, on this category yeah I, I wanted to talk about this because in in the current like as a current meta discussion like we've been looking ahead at what's coming with lost abyss and and like if we take out the the binoculars of looking forward and kind of let's look at what is now um the meta currently i feel like you have a very big importance on that opening coin flip and a lot of the top decks like going first being able to evolve and take big ko's and there's not a lot of decks that capitalize on going second at the moment um i can think of a couple off the top of my head um like the reggies can uh, off of a good setup Mm. be able to they can find all the reggies on a good first turn uh swing for meaningful damage um on a first turn attack and, and possibly steal a pretty cool KO. Um, Mew, VMAX can still obviously turn two, Meloetta to 10 if all things go. I mean, it usually does. It usually does. Uh, uh, it does have a probably better conversion odds, but it's not 100%. Um, I think most Mew players probably still, given a coin flip choice, will pick first. Um, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Um, and that I mean you're also on top of that they're picking first because most deck like a lot of the top decks like uh, Palkia or Arceus or even um, I'm forgetting one no I'll just go Palkia Arceus Dialga I, but not that's not the huge meta yeah. force um, but these decks really strive for winning that coin flip and being able to um, make that evolution before you can evolve to then set the momentum um, in their favor, being able to take the first big attack. Right. Um, again, w- there are a few decks that still like to go second. We did. We you didn't get to mention the Soul Rock, and I played against that a few times today. Um, that deck, at least in the four games I played against, likes going second if it can. Um, Because it can very easily set up and potentially take Oko's or at least set up for, you know, your main attacker being able to two shot and then kind of set up from there. Um, But besides 
you know, those decks like Mew or Solrock or, or um, the Reggies or anything like that. I think going second is inherently a disadvantage um, when it comes to a damage standpoint. And you might fall and you probably have to be comfortable falling behind in prizes if you're going second. Um, but there are a lot of different things, I think, at least that you can do depending on the deck. So obviously, Arceus decks, um, no matter the variant, if you can get out there, get that DTE attached, get the energy acceleration. So at least you have your board set set up. You're losing a two-prizer. Um, but, you know, they're still give and take, especially when we're in that meta where it's it's two-prizers, a lot of time two, you know, you know two-shotting each other. So there, there are ways around it. It is a longer game. Um, and same with Palkia. Palkia um, may not want to go for or second because it's never going to um, meaningfully attack, um, you know, going going second. Uh, but you could definitely get the Irea to play out there with, you know, getting the battle VIP pass and getting the board set stayed up. Um, that way you can put pressure on your opponent. Even if they take a knockout, um, you could potentially like completely Oko them right back, um, even if it's a V-star. So it's damage wise it's and dunk wise you're not a lot of decks aren't having that opportunity to take the win right away um but especially with those two horses uh, or you know the pokemon gods um if there are horses i don't know exactly <laughs> if, if they kind of look <laughs> like horses either way i'm getting sidetracked those both have like setup abilities to make the game make it a long game you know what i mean um uh, having thoughtful encounters do those decks have oak like donk ability? No, and I think a lot of decks are kind of getting away from that. As as I say that, the soul rocks are coming in there, and I think that might be a bigger issue more than Mew coming up. Um, you know, in the next couple months, currently still Mew is the best deck going second in my opinion. But there, are a lot of different reasons it's getting phased out. We've talked about a lot of them already today. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of decks still would rather go first so they can set up that, um, you know, set up their board state and take that knockout that their very second turn. So, um, do you do you think? I mean, I'll I'll say my opinion. I'm going to ask yours first. Do you think that there needs to be a little bit more for the second per turn player at the moment because of that disadvantage? Like, do you think like we could use a, a couple better cards, or do you think? The advantages that like uh, the 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 Soul Rock and Lunatone deck or Reggie's get from like single prize decks on that turn is enough. It depends on what you're asking for. Like, are we asking for going second turn one Okos? I think the game doesn't need that. I think the game needs to be a little bit more thought processed um, in long game instead of just throwing up cards and trying to win early. Um, like muted a lot of other decks in the past have done like that. Um, if we can get more cards that can help set up to guarantee, you know, there's, you're not just going to get donked the next turn, you know what I mean? Where your opponent goes first and then you, you just lose. Um, yeah. I think that we need more cards that maybe set up that give, you know, the player going second, a better board state potentially, you know what I mean? So when you do start attacking, that player going second might have an advantage on the damage output, this, that, or something. I, I don't know exactly what that card is. I think it's starting to transition to that um, a little bit. I mean, obviously, going first is is the number one be-all, but 
it's not guaranteed. Like we've seen plenty of games during that last NIIC on stream, you know, going second is not a hundred percent detriment. Uh, obviously it's super favored going first. Um, we just need to get closer to that 50, 50, where, if, where it matters, which way you go. Um, if it's first or second. Yeah. Um, I can agree with you on that. I, I think, I think a, there could be more use, more like uses on Pokemon that are a little bit more usable going second, like first turn going second, then that help you get said board state up. Now, Palkia has like that arena play with, for, you know, battle VIP and, and, and kind of can get itself to a point where it's going to be able to withstand whatever the other person throws at it. Um, mm -hmm. So that is kind of like a, an ask, like not asterisk, but like it, it's found a way, but like, I think other decks um, could use a little bit more help in that uh, aspect to get more decks to be playable going second. Cause I can see, I seen, and, and I've played some, some different things that just, they are great when they go first, but then really suffer when they have to go second. If you can't get uh, completely set up uh, like uh, like that, so that's where I was thinking. Like uh, going first is so crucial now uh, in the meta. Like, do you? I don't. I was looking for more ways to plan around that kind of like hoping for more ways that second isn't doesn't seem like such a oh i've lost the coin flip i've kind of already lost this game right i mean again i, I don't think it's quite there because even with palkia decks um yeah i, I hate to go just back to palkia pocket Palkia, but but the 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 power of irita with with a battle vip pass um and then potentially just getting the board state set up with like the Ninja. Uh, it's almost better to go second um, just in a setup stance because, um, you know, not being able to play trainers your first turn. I think currently uh, with the trainers that we have um, does help it to lend lend it to be like going second might be better if we have more cards like uh, Kiawe back in the day where, you know, going first, you can set up your board state like that. If there's cards like that, of course, yeah, first is still just much better. But if if we don't have any cards that are quite like that, um, that let you, you know, set up better uh, going first, second still might be, you know, in the future, something to do. Uh, so, you know, something to consider going second is, is a better thing for the board state. Again, right now, the game is still pretty quickly with some of those decks we talk about going second, going, or their first turn going second. But um I think generally, I think Pokemon's trying to get away from taking early Okos. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But there's, they're still seeing ways that decks can come, come in and 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 just punish you on your on on the second turn when you've only gotten one turn uh, if you can't get a good setup as well. So, like you said, if there's decks that can like the arena palkia play that we keep mentioning like the, you can just kind of ensure that you can get through the first turn and whether that that storm then uh that would be i think good in 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 that you're 
you're just playing from an, an area that you know you can survive from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. Um, well, we'll see. I, I like the way that, you know, the, the direction the game is going when it comes to that issue. Um, Cause I know it's been a huge issue, you know, since we've had these V V maxes. Um, Cause we went from a game where it was advantageous to go second with all these tag teams because, Hey, you can, um, you know, Tapu Coco to Prism Star or to Thunder Mountain to attach just to, you know, Oko and accelerate energies on your first turn, which went yeah. that, that went way too crazy. And then it went to go, you know, set up your Pokemon with, you know, evolutions. So you want to go first to be able to do that. Um, but now with having two prizers in the mix and kind of three prizers going away, there's a little bit more of give and take with setup versus just aggro. Um, so I, 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 I again, I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not advocating, less of an issue, I guess. Yeah. I'm not advocating for the, the welder, uh, 200. Are <laughs> yeah. We don't need a rush. Just welder for uh, don't get me wrong. I've took advantage of that while it was around yeah, as did I, any time <laughs> they could, but, uh, I'm not advocating for that. It's more of the, what I see a lot of now is that like the person goes first, they get set up, they get that ball rolling, uh, because they can take the critical knockout on what you're starting starting to get set up, right. and then you are always behind the eight ball. But then, then like you said, there are decks that can seem to weather that. And I would just like to see more decks find a, a more generalized way for mm-hmm. a deck to be able um, to weather that storm. Because I've there's multiple different archetypes I've seen where now even in like mirror matches and, and things like that, where if you go second and you don't, if the, the first person, first player had a great turn, like there you are already behind the eight ball. So, right. I mean, but, but to be, and it's not like, I don't think that the game or the direction is bad. I like, I like where the game is going too. I'm just, I'm not, well, this wasn't an idea on like bad things are right, good or bad. Right. Um, it was just like the, this, this, there is a heavy importance on turn one. What are your thoughts I, about it? I agree, but to play devil's advocate on this again one more time, if you are the player going first, um, you are more likely with these two prizes and having this set up to whiff and have a bad start with with these um, with a lot of these decks because yeah, I mean now you don't have a supporter, right? You can't play a supporter, so maybe you only have one Pokemon. So you can get a Pokemon search out. Um, you can't play that Iridas for Battle Pass. You can't do this, that, or anything. Um, so there, there is more likelihood of that player going first, bricking and losing because they did, chose to go first um, compared to, you know, like I said, again, back in the tag team day when that player going second was able to just do everything they needed, get supporters and attack and do this and that and everything. So there's less of advantage right now going first than there was in the previous meta of the tag teams going second. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because, yeah, I agree with that, and I won't make it long. I, I just finally <laughs> thought of an example where this kind of like is playing like your your point hits home. But I get it. I won't harp on the topic anymore. No, I think uh, it's important to talk about because I mean a lot of people uh, do feel that way. Oh, I lost the coin flip. I just lost. Um, and yeah, you are behind, like we said, but it's not an auto loss. It's not nearly as bad as it was back in the tag team. There's still in the process of fixing stuff, I think. Yeah, I agree. 
all right, that's all I had on that. Yeah, no, I think it was an important discussion to have. Um, like I said, we, we didn't have a whole lot of topics to talk about this week just because um, we had a lot of cards to talk about, and that took up the majority of our time. I think we've already kind of gone up against it here. So I think yep. I'm just going to call that um, the podcast there, unless you had anything else you want to say to the wonderful followers of ours. Oh, um, I just want to thank you all for uh, listening again and uh, look forward to doing it again next week. Doing it again, and hopefully we'll go live again uh, in the next couple of weeks. I know I've been uh, out uh, on my Friday streams for either going out to regionals or um, family times. I had some, some uh, issues as well outside of uh, the game of Pokemon that's kind of stopped me. I'm going to try to get back into it. It's been it's, it's been a minute since I've been on there, so we do need to start trying to uh, try to be more consistent getting back up on our schedule there. Yeah, and I I I apologize too because I been made this move. This move process has been a lot longer than it needed to be for reasons that were out of our a lot of people's controls. Right. Um. So. But getting settled and getting in there and then hopefully we'll be live again. And then hopefully I can find a way to also join you in the streaming uh, adventures and, and you can see my face and we right. can play some crazy stuff for fun. Right. That would be awesome. But again, uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us till the end. Um, yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.